You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. Ah, Total Talk Nonsense with John Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 287, right? That's right, John. Episode 287 after a two-week layoff, a three-week layoff. Yeah. I can't remember, but we're back. I don't know, man. You know, we're averaging like one one a month for the past oh, what, I know. eight months. Really? Yeah. Maybe one and a half a month. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. It's my fault. Why is it your fault, John? I don't know. <laughs> I've been sick. It's not entirely your sick. fault. So sick. So the big news that I heard since we've been out is yeah. you had a stress test. Yeah. All right, now a stress test involves you getting on like a treadmill, right? Yeah. And then you start walking. Yeah. And then at some point do they try to get you to run? Well, they don't They don't try to get you to run. They just like incline? speed it up and put you on... An Mount incline? Fuji, yeah. Okay, so here's the, we could. I was thinking we could have a TTN contest. The listener, uh, well, how, do you know the approximate time you lasted in the stress test? <laughs> Four Down minutes. Oh, don't tw- say it. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't say. Well, what? <laughs> we gotta have a meeting before the show. <laughs> <laughs> the contest the We're going to have people call in you got to say and oh, guess. Don't say what the time was <laughs> Do you know You don't say Do you know what the time Oh yeah here it is Oh my god Yes I didn't ask you what the time was I said do you know what the time was To the second And you didn't even let me finish <laughs> Yeah I'm the bad communicator <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you lasted four minutes and what? 21 seconds. 21 seconds. Then what? Do you call it? Do you no, say, hey, you got to stop this? <laughs> they're like, okay, shut it off, shut it off. Because they're, re- they're you're hooked to a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. And they're reading all that shit. And yeah. then you get to 421 and they're like, okay, shut this thing down right now. Yeah. But plus I'm going, <sighs> I was breathing so hard I developed a cough. Oh, I do that because of the what happens is the allergies, and I get the post nasal drip, yeah. and then I'll go on a run, and then my respiratory gets a little bit taxed, like two or three miles in. Then I start hacking shit up. Yeah, I'm wheezing right now. Do you hear that? Like when I'm yeah. sucking in to, to talk. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I got that going on. Don't mind me if I'm a little spacey, man. I get this way every night around this time. Not because of drugs, but because what? Why? What's going I don't on with know. you? I don't know. So they 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 say okay you're done with the stress. How long does it take you to recover? Two uh, minutes, four minutes. Yeah, like two minutes. And then what do they tell you? You're done. Okay, now what? No, lay on this. Well, I was supposed to go right away and lay on this machine, like on this flat uh, two by twelve, and then put my arms over my head, and then they uh, there's this camera that spins around, takes a picture of my heart. Mm-hmm. But they people they kept bringing people in from from you know the ER and stuff to take pictures. They're like, yeah, we got two heart attacks going on right now, and uh, yours isn't one of them. Yeah, but- so you'll have to wait. So I waited. Um, but even before then, did I tell the story about me in the ER? 
No, you didn't. So that's when I first that's how heard got about to it. this. Right. So here's it. we're going to digress. So the lovely wife and I are out on a date night. We saw a movie. What did we see? I saw a movie. Yeah. What did we? Oh, I'll talk about that later. It's a shit movie. Anyway, I'm having trouble breathing. I think it's because you passed gas right before we started. Are you okay, man? Yeah. So we see this movie. Then we uh, head over to El Sombrero to check out Modern Elixir. <laughs> I almost said Toxic Elixir. Because <laughs> Toxic Crans was yeah. your old band, John. Yeah. And I was telling my wife, you know, it's already 9.45. We probably missed the first set. But let's just check out second set and then we'll yeah. head home. So we show up and uh, you guys aren't even set up yet. Right. So we sit down at the bar and then I see you come in with all your shit. And I'm like, hey, dude. Uh, and visually, just looking at you, you did not look well. No, I was I So I'm was like, hey, what's going on shit. with you? And then you said, yeah, I was in the ER this morning. They wanted to keep me overnight for observation. And then I was like, what the fuck are you doing here then? <laughs> I had a gig, man. Is that what you told the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I can't do that. I, I got a gig tonight. Well, I. what happened was I, I started feeling, uh, What when, when was that gig? The 26th or so? No. It was yeah. uh, after the 24th, but before Halloween. So it was like the 26th. Uh, that week, um, I was starting to feel really shitty, like, uh, nauseous and my jaw was aching and, uh, dizzy and out of breath. And I just had my medication changed on me, um, for, because of the kidney stones. So I was thinking that was it. You know, and I told the doctor, and he's like, "Yeah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it." So then, uh, Friday or Thursday, I didn't go to practice because I, I I had a splitting headache. And then Friday, I told my wife, "Look, I'm not I'm not going out. I can't go out. I feel terrible." So she went out and did something. And then Saturday morning, she's like, "Okay, what do you want to do?" I said, "You know what." I can't just go to the doctor for an EKG, so why don't we just stroll into the ER and get an EKG and we'll be in and out, you know. All right, let's go. So I go in there, and the guy's like, oh, hey, what's up? Uh, so what? Uh, what's the problem? And I'm just about to say, um, yeah, you know, I feel kind of... And my wife says, he thinks he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Like that. And in two seconds, they got me in triage. <laughs> they got the things on me. They're pumping me up. They're checking the blood pressure. And my blood pressure is like uh, 180 over 110. I mean, it's just out there. And the guy's like, holy crap. Yeah, that's pretty. Or no, maybe it was 200. But you like didn't two- think you had a heart attack. Your wife just said that, yeah. so you got service. Yeah. Right? Well, I th- I had pain in my chest and everything. Ah. Similar to how I felt that night down here when we had to cut it short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so they hook me up to all the electrodes. They do an EKG. Uh, doctor comes in, asks me some questions, and then he leaves. And then he comes back and he goes, we're going to do a chest x-ray. They do the chest x-ray, bring me back, and then he leaves. 
And uh, we're waiting and waiting, and somebody comes in and says, hey, look, sorry. Oh, here's a funny thing. Um, before I get, uh, I uh, have to lay down and get hooked up to the EKG, they ask me to piss in a cup, and they give me this cup, and the nurse walks me to the room. And she says, okay, here, you got to use this first. You got to wipe, and then you go in the cup, and then you put this lid back on. But you leave the lid here. But make sure you wipe. I go, what do I got to wipe? She says, your penis. And I look at her and I go, I just wanted to make you say that. <laughs> Why do you have to wipe your penis? Like before yeah, or after? Yeah, before. Before, you got to wipe your penis yeah, and then wipe piss in a cup? penis. Yeah. I never had to do that. Yeah, they made me wipe it. <laughs> wipe it, it down. Did they look at it and say, boy, that's filthy. He needs to wipe yeah, it first. Yeah. No. What, why? That's a new thing? Is that a new thing? I've and never then, had that. that. That's what she told me to do. And then uh, she goes in and tells my wife, oh, your husband's a real joker. <laughs> he made me say penis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't realize I say that all day long. <laughs> penis, 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 penis. Uh, so um, yeah, and they hooked me up to everything, and uh, and then they go, uh, and then they leave for like two hours. I'm like, what the fuck? So now I figured EKG in and out. Now it's two hours. They come back. Sorry, we're really sorry, but we had two heart attacks coming at the same time. Oh. Well, what am I? And he goes, well, you, you clearly didn't have a heart attack. I go, how do you know? And he says, well, your blood work up came back negative for the enzymes and all that. So uh, we did four blood tests on you. We did the chest x-ray. Um, and then he's pressing on my chest. He's like, does that hurt? On my right side, I'm like, no. And on the left, he goes, does that hurt? I go, oh, yeah, kind of. And he goes, what it feel like? I go, well, when you pressed on it, I felt it through my back. So I'm starting to think, maybe I got like a pinched nerve or something. That's what's like, could it go to the front? He goes, yeah, maybe, maybe. You, you haven't, t-, and he goes through the thing and he goes, oh, yeah, I remember you. You were here before. Uh, I did the CT scan on your head. I go, yeah, Dr. Peabody. I remember you. And he flips through and he goes, oh, you had a stress test in 2011. You should probably do another one. And your blood pressure medication that got changed? Yeah, why? And because the uric acid and the kidney stones. Okay. Well, it's still not It's still not keeping your pressure down. So we're going to prescribe another medication. So now I got uh, losartan potassium and then I got this atenolol that like slows your heart down. My heart beats like 60. 60? That's what mine is. 58. It's never been that low. All right, uh, so what's the bottom line? They still don't know what's wrong with you? No, so they send me out, and I go see my doctor, and he's like, what the hell are you doing in the emergency room? I explain the whole thing. I point to this thing in my face that now I realize that's what's hurting. It's... A he thing says, on your face? Yeah, it's in my cheek. It's. Uh, I showed it to my dentist. They, she said it was my salivary gland. He says it's a cyst. Uh, that probably was causing me irritation in my jaw. So your face hurts? Yeah. Yeah, because it's killing me. Yeah, <laughs> you write that. 
Hey, stupid ass. <laughs> I believe I fell for that. So dumb. Anyway, bottom line is uh, stress test. Uh, and what they do there, you know, they, they shave you. The the lady comes in, she shaves your chest and chest hairs. and then You can't shave it. yourself? No, because it's all uh, quick, you know. It's like it's you quick. walk in, you don't know they're going to do quick, it. Quick. They use cream? Uh, no, she's got this electric one ah, that goes right cheers. to the skin, man. Nice. I mean, it's a and uh, hooks me up, and I go running on the treadmill. I started jogging. They're like, no, no, just walk. I'm like, I can't. And they're like, oh, take long strides. And what they didn't don't realize, and I didn't realize this either until I was doing it, that I got this pain like in my right butt cheek uh, from... I don't know, maybe I got sciatica or something where I can't, like, take a long step with my right leg. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I go, I can't. It hurts my back. They said, okay. So so I'm walking really fast, you know, in an uphill, and they get my heart rate to, like, 150, and then they shut me down. Well, they shoot me with a nuclear isotope, and then they lay me on this bed, and then they take pictures of my heart, and then and then they ask me to come back the next day, and they take pictures again. Uh, but a friend of mine, when he did this, we we have another friend of ours that, that did it too. They called him back, and he ended up going in the hospital and having two stents put in. And then another friend of mine, he had something similar happen to him. So. Well, the reason why they make you wait uh, after they're done is they actually send your pictures over to a cardiologist to look at them real quick to make sure there's no signs of any emergency. Imminent danger. Yeah. Um, and then they review them a little further to make their report. And then the next day you go in the morning, I went there at 7, and they're taking uh, pictures of them at, of your heart at rest. So they got the baseline, and then they got the stress, and they compare the two. So I'm sitting there waiting, and, for, well, first when you get in there, they, they shoot you up with the isotope, and then they tell you to go eat breakfast or something. So I went walking around, you know, over at Target and Best Buy. Well, it wasn't open yet. yet. I got out of the car like an idiot. <laughs> No no cars in the parking lot, and I get out and try to open the door. Don't even look at the fucking, you know, the sign when they're open. I just assume. That's on a security camera somewhere. That might make it to the internet. <laughs> I look like the W in China opening the door and looking around. And uh, so I go back, and they lay me on the machine again, and they take the pictures. Except this time... Uh, the pillow they laid me on kept getting in the way, and the machine would stop. Clunk. So this guy had to hold the pillow down for 20 minutes, and I could I could feel him shaking like he, he was muscling this pillow. And I'm thinking, why doesn't he just ask me to move? Because the machine is stopped. He could ask me to move, but he, I said, why don't you ask me to move? He says, well, if I ask you to move, then the picture's not going to line up properly you have to be absolutely still i go i know but i won't move my body just my head he goes oh okay that's a good idea <laughs> is this your first day dude 
So he fixes the pillow. They finally get all the pictures done. I go back out and wait, and they say, just wait here. Uh, so I turned on the movie Get Smart was on. So I watched that. And the guy comes in, and he says to me, uh, hey, um, um, it's going to be a little longer. I go, why? He goes, well, the cardiologist that was looking at him, he didn't like the way they looked. Uh, so I go, what, what? What What do you mean he didn't like the way they looked? It's just it, the way they came out, he didn't like the way they looked. So we got to redo them. I go, I got to take the pictures again? He goes, no. Uh, it's it's the processing. Well, he's an Indian guy, and I was having trouble understanding what he was saying. Uh, but apparently, when they take the pictures and they process them, there's a zoom and an unzoom, and and they 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 put them together into like a 3D model or something, and something fucked up between him creating the file and the cardiologist being able to open it. Uh, so he had to redo it. And then he comes back and he goes, okay, you're good to go. I go, Oh, I'm good to go. Um, I've heard stories of like, you guys let me go, let people go. And then you call him back and he goes, well, no, that's why we send them down and have them looked at because if there's anything wrong, then we send you to the cath lab. I go, what's that for? And he goes, well, then we do a catheter angiogram and send a little camera up into your heart and everything and take a look around at all send your Send it up through what? Well, your groin, but they have your, a new one Johnson? now. Your Johnson? Yeah, no, <laughs> your Johnson. No, your groin. But they have a new one now that they could go through your arm and send it right in there. All right, so you're still f- trying to figure out what's going on, right? Yeah, well, it's clearly, right now, it's clearly not my heart, so... Which is good news. Yeah. All right, so... Tell me about diet and exercise. What have you been doing? Nothing. What are you nothing? nothing. You know, you drop a couple of pounds <laughs> and some of these things go away. Oh, I did. I've been dropping some weight, but um, it's not like a. I guess it's kind of an on purpose diet, but at, at the same time, it's not on purpose because I've been feeling so nauseous lately that I can't you don't even eat like eating anything. I mean, I, I nothing. Tonight I actually ate something for once, uh, but um, um, I've been having this pain under my right uh, rib cage, going to my back, just like I had before I had my gallbladder removed. So I went to see the doctor f- for like this third time uh, last Thursday, and I said, "Look, enough is enough." we got to do something because this is not normal whatever's going on is not normal i feel it down here in my intestines it's in it's under my ribs it's going through to my back i i wake up in the middle of the night um and he's like okay let's take a blood test okay your liver enzymes are a little high you probably are going to need a an mri uh, it's called a uh, MRCP. It's it's an MRI where they inject you with uh, some dye or some some nuclear isotope, and it goes into your biliary tree. So where all your bile is made uh, from your liver, 
it goes in there and it lights it up like a Christmas tree, and then they can it's a 3D model of it, and they can see it and see if there's anything stuck in there. So when they originally they did an ultrasound to determine if I had gallstones, that's not always conclusive. They can't always see that, and then they saw did a HIDA scan. Uh, which is, is you're losing me, man. Get to the point. What's going on? All right. Well, this HIDA scan it just shows how how well my gallbladder pushes the. You bile don't have out. a gallbladder anymore, right? So they took it out. But what my doctor said is that it's possible there's sludge in there, and that's what happens before a stone is formed. You get this like thick goo, and it can't push the bile out. So then your uh bile duct starts expanding it dilates and that could be a problem so the only way to diagnose that is first with a ultrasound and then this mrcp scan and then if there's something they can do sometimes there's nothing they can do they have to see if the pancreas is inflamed too they go in with a camera down your throat Ugh. yeah all the way down into your duodenum and then they stick like this little camera inside your orifice of odi or odi uh, to look in there and see if they can pull out any of the sludge or put in a stent to let it uh, leak out. Flow. Flow, whatever, and uh, drain. So that's the next step for you? You got to have that done? I don't know. I, I have the, the ultrasound is scheduled for next Monday. But I got to get one sooner. I got to try. I'm trying to get one tomorrow, and then hopefully another uh, the scan this week. So the sooner the better, because the it's just uh, it's horrible, dude. I feel horrible, horrible, horrible. Like I can't see. I can't even sit through a fucking movie. This podcast is excruciating. It's, it's hard to sit here. It is. All right, well, let's move on. Because it then. hurts my back. I'm a big baby. Let's uh, diet and exercise. That's all I got to say. Diet <laughs> and exercise. Okay, you're right. All right, so fuck off. I just don't like to exercise. Diet. It hurts. And then diet times two. No exercise, diet times two. Until <sighs> you get back into something that uh, doesn't hurt exercise-wise. Does it hurt to play the drums? You know, uh, I practiced Friday, uh, Thursday, Thursday, and turning to my right, it does hurt a little bit. It's like that back rib, when you turn, it like pushes down on the, whatever it is, my liver or a muscle back there. Something's not right. You know, maybe it is just arthritis or something. I don't know. But I don't know. Where's the nausea and the diarrhea and all this right. other shit coming from? Here's There's three possibilities here, right? One is you diet and exercise. You get back into shape. These symptoms go away. The other is you keep living with this shit and you see the doctor once a week and we do a show once a month. And the third is you just give up. And you basically live in a bedroom, and people feed you, and you grow to like four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. <laughs> and then at some point, they Big have to get a and carry out. Yes, those are the three. Well, options. that ain't gonna happen. No, there's a fourth one that I get diagnosed, and and then it. Uh... 
And then your options are, yeah, we're going to yeah. prescribe all this medication for you. Or you know what? You can diet and exercise. And you know what? And you know what? And you know what? Look. Listen. I was born in America. That's right. If you were smart. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dr. Scott. You're welcome. Yes, I should go into chiropractic work, John. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. You'd, you'd be really good at it. All right, it, TTN sure. News, John. Smart, TTN yeah. News. Uh, eight Minutes on High posted something, and they have a new podcast out, which is nice because it takes us a while to get one going. So uh, there's some alternative content out there to listen to. And also, you posted something, The War on Christmas Soundboard, yeah. John, by Sarah Palin. Now, where did this come from? I'm assuming that she wrote a book and then she narrated her yeah, own book. She, yeah, that's what it was. And somebody clipped all this stuff out and put it in a soundboard. A soundboard. Soundborn. A soundboard. <laughs> I'd like to hear some of it. It was, you, uh, uh, it was um, in the New York, uh, New York Post, was it? No. New York News and Politics. I don't even know what the hell. Whatever it was. Sarah. I haven't heard from her in a long time, John. An angry atheist with a lawyer is one of the most powerful persons in America. What's great is they animate her mouth, too. <laughs> oh, there's like Atheism's a... Atheism's track record makes the Spanish Inquisition seem like Disneyland by comparison. Really? Yeah. So atheists go around uh, torturing people yeah. and killing people it, and wiping out uh, <laughs> entire races. It, the book is called Sarah, uh, Good Tidings, Great Joy by Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds so joyful. Yeah, because very hearing a word you don't want to Because hearing a word you don't want to hear is a big freaking deal. Deal. If, if it was a big freaking deal, she would have said big fucking deal, yeah. right? I bet Charles Darwin never understood this. If the world could be described as truly survival of the fittest, why would people collectively be stricken with the spirit of generosity in December? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. Did she pronounce Darwin correctly? I bet Charles Darwin never understood yeah, I guess this. So. If the world Hoo ah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Hoo ah. Hoo ah. I it's about that little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes who arrived long before hope and change became political manipulations. <laughs> it is Christ who empowers every act of goodwill toward men in our otherwise fallen hearts. Wow. Yes, it's Christ. Let's think this through. Without God as an objective standard, who's to say what's wrong and what's right? Yeah, because eating shrimp is an abomination. Yeah. John. And lying with another man. Yeah. Many on the left see faith and family as oppressive, but the right sees them as indispensable. <laughs> indispensable. Perhaps Christmas causes so much anger because the very name of the holiday broadcasts the name above all names. Christ, Scott. Do you, do you get angry at Christmas? Yeah, I totally. I don't. I get the shopping done early. Yeah. I don't have the big, you know, I have to stand in line. I don't do that whole Black Friday thing. The only thing I get angry about, and I'm well, angry about it every She's talking about the day. word Christmas. Like, uh, she's got a big problem with the fact that uh, Walmart removed Christmas and said holiday. 
holiday trees and holiday presents and right because they want to sell to muslims yeah. and atheists and jews right. and christians and sarah palin doesn't get that she thinks that everybody on the planet is a fucking christian apparently or, or should, should be, be. yes should that's be. the key point should be so are you ready for some good old-fashioned words sure here are some work honesty courage justice thrift perseverance all of none all of what she has none <laughs> well perseverance the logical result of atheism a result we have seen right in front of our eyes and one of the world's oldest and proudest nations is severe moral decay what what nation is she referring to ours we I are guess. far from the oldest yeah. when, when you're talking about nations yeah. we are one of the youngest big dummy and uh, she starts out her premise with logic, what it logically tells us. Yeah. If there's one person who has no fucking concept of logic, it's Sarah Palin. Yes, exactly. There are few things that anger a secular liberal atheist more than a horizontal plank intersecting a vertical plank across on public land. <laughs> she had to tell us what it was. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. That's right. What she was talking about. <laughs> Means not to tell the truth, Scott. I don't give a shit. I see it all over the place. Yeah. If you go when I go take my son to to camp, I see one of the biggest goddamn crosses I've ever seen. I think it's in Tennessee. I don't yeah. give a shit about it. Here's what I think. Somebody paid for that. I hope that the the taxes tax money didn't go to that. Right. I'd be fucking bent out of shape if well, my that's tax what she's money saying. Went. That's what she's saying right there. There are few things that anger a secular liberal atheist more than a horizontal plank intersecting a vertical plank across on public land. Oh, on pu- yeah. yeah. Put up any... You want to do that at your house, Sarah? Put 500,000 yeah. of those fucking things yeah, up. Build your house. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to take my tax money to pay for a horizontal... Uh, by a vertical plank. I don't know if you know this, John, but that's a cross. Cross. Uh, yeah. Then I say fuck that. Yeah. The war on Christmas is the tip of the spear in a larger battle to secularize our culture and make true religious freedom a thing of America's past. Yeah, she's she's so fucking clueless. Do whatever you want on your own goddamn time and your own dime. All we're yeah. saying is don't fucking teach my kid your stupid beliefs yeah. in schools. Silly. And keep the crosses off public uh, property with yeah. my tax money. How hard is that to understand? <laughs> Walgreens' 24-page nationwide circular used the word holiday 36 times without one mention of Christmas. They're a business. Yeah. It's a business, you dummy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus this woman Christ. was almost vice president. Yeah, almost. McCain's still kicking, so she never would have been president, yeah, right? that's right. He probably would have killed her. <laughs> or she killed him. Yet we can't print enough currency or food stamps or free Obama phone vouchers to compensate for failing families. Oh, I know. And we can't give enough back to corporations and subsidies, yeah. Right. I don't understand her point. What's the point? I don't know. I, I know that that doesn't make any sense at all. If it, if if it's the season of giving, you know, um, what's right. wrong with taking care of some poor people? Right, soup kitchens, shit yeah. like that. You don't have to be intimidated by the political correctness police. 
<laughs> Who are they? I don't know. Her. Oh, I, I, think I guess her. so. Sadly, there are no Chick-fil-A restaurants in Alaska. Oh, jeez. Because if there were, she would go because she's totally against those fucking homosexuals? Because yeah. exactly. it's an abomination? Yes. Yeah. That's great. She's a psychopath. Well, there's your... There's your good tidings and great joy from Sarah Palin. Well, how Christian of her. Yeah. Big pick up a book. I thought only today. God was supposed to judge, I, I but think I guess you Sarah have some, can judge some too. Some gifts for your family right there, Scott. <laughs> I think I do. Should I get him the audiobook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or should I actually make him read that tripe? Yeah, might have to. Yeah. Might have you know what would be great? I can bring the book and we can read that in Christmas Eve. Yeah, we can read like a chapter of Sarah Palin instead of the night yeah. before Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> great tidings of great joy <laughs> and Sarah Palin. All right, John, did we get any phone calls? Phone calls, John. We did. I think we did. We we have one here that you claim we have not heard, but we've heard it before. All right, I've claimed that we've not heard yeah. this. John says we've heard. Uh, I'm so glad you changed your uh, your response, sir. That's funny, guys. Oh, this is Pat McGroin. How you guys doing? Yes, I'm still around. Oh my God! Uh, of course, he's still around. And, John, we uh, heard this before. Come on. And I'm so glad to get the phone line back because I don't do Facebook and I do email you guys, and you cocksuckers don't answer any of my emails. So uh, <laughs> I got to call this stupid line. Uh, great job. You guys have been doing a great job, even though you're only on the air about once or twice a month. All right, there you uh, go. I still enjoy yeah. it. And, uh, and I'm envious you guys can get together and uh, shoot the shit for three hours and uh, get loaded and have fun. Uh, but I, I think we've heard this, haven't we? And, yes, uh, we have. All right, we can move on. About it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Just I'm a groin. Uh, just thought maybe you guys are taping tonight. Thought I'd call in, but I guess not. Guess you guys can't get together again. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you are, uh, pick up. Uh, I guess you're not going to pick up. Right. I love the pick guys, up. Have a good one. <laughs> like it's an answering machine. Pick up. Hello. Uh, let's see. Who do we got here? What's going on, you lazy bastard? I didn't recognize that voice. <laughs> hey, it's Phil. Uh, the, the bass, bass player. player. Oh, yeah, I just called to see if you guys were doing a show tonight. It's uh, Monday at about 9.40. And, um, no, I just wanted to say hello. And um, You know, Phil lives five fucking minutes away. Yeah. You just drive over. And, uh, have me and Julian and uh, maybe the boys from Genius. Ah, genius. Oh, yeah. They must have an album to plug. Um, yeah. All right, man. Do good things. Talk to you soon. Fuck off. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, genius. Yeah. Uh, now, you mentioned if Marty gets his shit together. So, it doesn't seem like Marty's on board with coming in. So, Phil, get that yeah. squared away, pick a date, and let's do it. If you were smart, <laughs> I don't need anything. I'll, I'll have to bring Jameson for yeah. that. Yeah, I keep making shit and buying shit until indefinitely. Definitely. All right, since we're speaking about whiskey, I want you to uh, hold on. Just grab the bottle, right? Grab the bottle. 
So I went to Jewel, and I'm in a hu- in a hush. I'm in a hurry. Yeah. So I grab this bottle, and I pay for it, and I get home, and I open it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Go ahead. Open the bottle, John. Open the bottle. Smell that. Just smell this. This is Knob Creek. I think I'm buying Knob Creek whiskey. That's what I think I'm buying. That doesn't smell like Knob Creek. Read the, read the label. Uh... <laughs> What'd you buy? Maple syrup? It's like maple syrup. <laughs> Smoked maple. Smoked maple. Kentucky straight bourbon with natural flavors. This, you know, driving pisses me off, and the other thing that pisses me off is when I go to buy a product that I know and love, and they come out with something new, and I don't notice it, and I buy this shit, and I come home. I opened this the other night. I, uh, Skyfall is on Netflix. So I sat down to watch Skyfall, and whenever I watch James Bond, I got to have whiskey. Yeah. So I, I go, hey, I got a new bottle of Knob Creek. I'm going to go open it. I got my ice. I got my glass. I open it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is this a bad bottle? And I pour it, and I go sit down, and I'm drinking, and I'm like, there's something wrong with this whiskey. <laughs> and I go back and look at the bottle, and it's smoked maple. Yeah. Who came up with this ridiculous fucking idea? <laughs> I mean, I don't even taste the whiskey. It's, it's like caramel, proof. or it's like, uh, like you mentioned, it's like Mrs. Yeah. Butterworth's. It's 90 proof. I'm drinking Mrs. Butterworth, John. You know, I was watching uh, Bobby Flay, mm-hmm. and he was making a um, he was making a uh, vanilla bourbon butter, and uh, he was using Maker's Mark. He took like a stick of butter, Maker's Mark, um, brown sugar, some vanilla bean, vanilla extract. I don't know what else. Maybe some pecans or something. And then he just crushed it all up in like a food processor. Man, did that look good. And what was it? What, it was something to eat? Yeah, he, he spread it on toasted banana bread. Ugh. Oh, it looked delicious. Well, I'm so turned off by this Knob Creek. This is like Creek. sticky, this thing. I'm so Here, turned I'm gonna off. I'm going to taste it, and it's probably going to put me in the hospital. <laughs> it's You don't even taste the whiskey. It's like, I don't even, it's like, I don't know what. It's it's like, uh, like you mentioned, it's like Mrs. Butterworth. It's like drinking Mrs. Butterworth on the rocks. It's horrible. But I'm drinking it anyway. That's not bad. Well, you like the sweet stuff. I mean, you like the uh, red whatever. Oh, yeah. The average taste isn't that good. The what? Aftertaste. Of this? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not good all around. And I got duped into buying it because I didn't pay attention. <sighs> so now I'm, I'm so turned off to Knob Creek. The next time I go, I'm going for the Tillamore Dew. Tillamore Dew. Because they're not going to fuck around with smoked maple. Or some shit like that. They're just going to give me Tillamore Dew. That's what they're going to do. See what I'm saying? Tillamore Dew. Yeah. Irish whiskey, John. Irish whiskey. None of this bourbon. Tullamore? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> What's Tullamore Dew? There was another one I saw, um, but it was a bourbon. It was like $33. Uh, 
Something Dubois or some shit like that. Dubois. Yeah. Uh, I've had. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that uh, tastes like maple syrup, man. Yeah, it's it's horrible, isn't it? I want to put oh, it on my I don't pancakes. Like I don't, I don't want. <laughs> you should. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying put it in some butter. That's what he did too. He did silver dollar pancakes, and he did uh, he did Woodford Reserve uh, bourbon, and he put a shitload of it with some butter and pecans and crushed it all up, and then he put a big dollop of that on top of some silver dollar pancakes and then some real maple syrup on top. Oh, did that look delicious. Delicious. Yeah. All right, John. Well, uh, one thing that happened to me uh, since the last time we podcast, my daughter, she turned 16. How about that? Mm -hmm. And I took her and her friends to Hoodie Allen at the Vic. (laughs) And we played some Hoodie Allen uh, last year. Yes. So um, here's the thing. Uh, She's got uh, four friends that went with her. Now, when she first brought this to my attention, hey, Dad. For my birthday, I want to go with my friends to Hoodie Allen. Great. How are you getting down there? We're going to take the train and then a cab. Okay. That's not going to happen. So no, there's no parental supervision? No. All right. Well, here's the deal. Either I go or nobody goes. Well, they can go, but you're not going unless I go. Yeah. So she fought back for about a week, and then she finally said, okay, you can go. That's probably because she asked all of her friends, and they're like, yeah, I don't know how to get down there, and my parents don't care, but they're not taking me. Their parents don't care? Don't care. Oh, my So, God. before we left, I had I said, Emma, I need all of, get all your friends and have them text me the phone numbers of their parents, because I'm responsible for yeah. you knuckleheads. So, if something goes on, I need to be able to get in contact with them. So she texts me all their numbers. Um, now, if, if let's say I couldn't go, right? So let's say Emma was going to go to the Vic to see Hoodie Allen with her friends, and her friend's dad was going to take everybody down. Yeah. I would call him up, and I would have a fucking conversation yeah. with him. You know how many people called me, John? Zero. Nada. Zero. Yeah. None. Nada. So when I went and picked, so I grab Emma when I have to drive over to this house and I pick up the other four girls, a mother did come out and talk to me. And I said, hey, I'm going down to the Vic. Is there a time, because it was a school night, is there a time that your daughter needs to be home? Oh, no. I mean, whatever. You know, just have fun. It could be whatever. I don't care. (laughs) So one o'clock is okay? Yeah. One o'clock is fine. Oh, my God. All right. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to try to have everybody home by 11, At all right? So, <laughs> people that live in your neighborhood. It's it's in my community. Oh, it's not in my God. neighborhood. <laughs> you see what's wrong with you fucking rich people? <laughs> hey, I stepped up, John. So You did. I got to hand it to you. We're driving down there, and uh, we're, we get to listen to Hoodie Allen all the way down. So I get to hear Hoodie's catalog. And I got to tell you, it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> but I like some of the songs. So uh, I parked, Kids these days. I parked the car, and the, we all get out to go into the Vic. And then I noticed I'm in like a permit-only area. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you guys go in. I got to move the car. I move the car. I get back in. 
I don't see him. The place is not that crowded, but I, I'm not going to go looking for him. So I text Emma. I'm like, where are you guys at? She tells me where she's at. I'm like, well, I'm over here under this sign. If you need anything, here's where I am. I'll be here all night. Yeah. And it was right in front of the bar, right? <laughs> so it's an all-ages show. And, and, and I had I'm to get sure a, you had a big glass of maple syrup whiskey. <laughs> I had beer, but I had to get a, like a wristband, you know? And uh, so they had... Uh, this stuff is like the taste after you lick a stamp, you know? It's it's it's, it's familiar. Like a, it it it's, is. It's it's like licking the back of an envelope. You know that aftertaste. Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't recommend it. But I brought it over here because I'll drink it over here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're fine. They're great. Everything's there's two opening acts. I thought the opening acts were really good. Um, and then Hootie Allen comes out. He's got a full band, but he's like um. A hip hop artist, but he's got a full band behind him. Yeah, and uh, I just thought they had a lot of energy. I th- I think he's um, uh, uh, like Macklemore. One of the things I like about Macklemore is he's what's the word, John? He's uh, self deprecating. Like he he pokes fun at himself. Yeah, Hoodie Allen does the same thing. Uh, I thought it was uh, of uh, the, and the sound, like the the bass would just you know. Um, you feel it in your soul, John. Yeah. Even though I don't believe in that concept, it rocked my soul, John. The sound was great. Uh, I didn't see the kids the whole time. We leave. We do some texting. I meet them out front. We we come home. I get them home by uh, like I dropped the first kid off at ten thirty. The last kid at eleven. We got home. It was just a. Uh, it was really uh, nice. It was good. Yeah. Went well. good. Went well. Um, I had a story, and I can't fucking remember. Oh, <laughs> so it's an all-ages show. <laughs> right. So I'm standing there, and then, before Hoodie Allen even starts, these two security guys come by, and they have this girl, and she has to be like 14 or 15. And they're carrying her. One has her uh, upper body. The other has her lower body. And, like, they're carrying her like a log. And she's fighting. She's trying to to get out of this position. Yeah. And they boot her ass out. She's out. Out. She's done. Out. Like, we got there, and five minutes later, they're kicking people out. And then throughout the evening, there's 15 and 16-year-old girls coming down from the balcony, throwing up in garbage cans. Oh, my God. I'm like, what the fuck is... Oh, and then weed. You can smell the weed. Oh. (laughs) Kids today, John. Kids. Uh, So I saw all these people getting kicked out. So then, uh, where I did park, I had to put a, uh, uh, you know, my credit card in. They got this new parking system where you get a ticket. Yeah. Have you seen that? You put the ticket on your dashboard. Yeah. But my ticket only lasted till like nine thirty, right? And from uh, they still check tickets from nine thirty to ten. So at ten, they stopped looking at tickets. So at some point, I had to leave the the venue to re up my ticket so that it would cover the ten o'clock uh, hour. So the the opening act before Hoodie Allen finishes up, and I'm like, okay, it's a great. I'll I'll cut out. It'll take me like ten minutes. I'll walk to the car. I'll get my new ticket. So I go to the front door, and the security there is, this woman is like, uh, where are you going? 
And I said, well, I need to get stamped or something because I'm I got to run and re-up my parking and then I have to come back in. So just give me a stamp. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't let you do that. Are you sure you want? that's what you're going to do? Well, yeah. What else would I do? You're going to blow I, a I'm telling you. Doob. Right. And so then she, I didn't even think of that, but she says, okay, here's what you got to do. You got to bring the parking, your old parking stub back. I'm like, why the fuck do I have to do that? Well, some people leave and they do illegal things, and then we really don't want to let them back in. So you have to prove to me that you're not doing something illegal. <laughs> I'm like, well, on the way to re-upping my parking, I could fucking stab somebody. And we don't care about that. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, so I'm having this philosophical debate with the security guard. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do the kids do these days? I'm just curious. What do they do? And she said, I didn't even occur to me. Well, they go out, they smoke weed, and then they come back in. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, so what? I mean, so fucking what? Yeah. If they do it outside your venue and they come back in and they're on weed, what are they going to blow the place up? No, they're fucking on weed. They're going to fall asleep, if anything. Yeah. So what do you care? What do you fucking care what I do with my own time? Um, I didn't get in an argument, but it, I, in, in my head, I'm You're not like... setting a good example for the younger listeners to the show. I'm not, but in my head, I'm having this whole fucking debate. But to her, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, but I'm, it really doesn't make sense to me. So I leave, and I run to my car, and I get the ticket. And you blow and a bong, and then you come back in. So I come back in, and I, when I come back in, there was this guy, this other security guard, kind of like listening to my conversation. And he doesn't want to let me back in. Oh. He's like, dude, you've been gone for too long, man. I'm like, hey, dude, I talked to her. She said it was okay. I got my parking stub, man. <laughs> and I got my daughter and her four underage kids are in the Vic. I'm not leaving. Yeah. So let me fucking in. <laughs> and so he had, to, he had to have like a side conversation with the other guard that I spent, you know. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding there's people in here smoking weed yeah. and vomiting, underage kids vomiting yeah. in, in fucking pails. And you're not going to let me back in. That shit An pisses me off. An bald citizen. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Putting my ass out there and taking responsibility, yeah. not only for my daughter, but her four other friends. Yeah. And you get hassled. And I get hassled. You're the DD and everything. You're doing everything right. And you get hassled by some fucking... $2 an hour security guard that's not doing jack shit. Whatever they're making. carrying kids out and dropping them outside. Right. Right. I, You know, uh, I was at uh, Smith & Walensky one night with... Uh, uh, what is that, lovely, a restaurant? It's a restaurant right on the Chicago River. Very nice. Very ups, upscale uh, uh, steak restaurant establishment well i don't know if you listen to steve Dahl. He used to have hans on the, yeah yeah hans he, yeah he's the uh, he's the guy chef nice yeah. so uh we're outside we're eating in the in the garden area and uh we're there with special ed and special k and my lovely wife and a couple other friends and it's right next to the uh, uh what's that the blues house of blues and there's this girl just sitting there on a park bench, one of those steel park benches, not 10 or 15 feet from us. And she reaches underneath her skirt and pulls her pants, her underwear down 
and just starts pissing through the <laughs> the the grates of the of the seat and then just lays there and just starts kind of passing out and stuff and we're like we don't know what to do we're trying to ignore it uh my wife's getting very concerned she talks to somebody uh turns out the girl uh, was underage she got kicked out because it was a over 21 show she was underage they kicked her out and her friends stayed inside yeah yeah well you know every girl that they dragged out there were no friends following to no. see they're like yeah fuck you i'm here at hoodie oh. allen you're on your own i couldn't imagine i was like oh my god and it's like it's a good thing she sat there she was completely blasted out of her mind it's a good thing she was there because the restaurant was thriving till at least till the show let out so in you know she wasn't sitting in a dark corner somewhere and some security my wife did talk to a security person they said yeah we're we check on her from time to time make sure she's okay and I'm thinking, well, at least they did that. But her fucking friends just left her there, you know? Yeah. But maybe they did. They told her, hey, look, you're underage and you're on your own if, if you get caught. I don't know. I just, man. Who knows? Yeah, my daughter will not be allowed down there. Although she does, she's uh, trying to apply it. Uh, she wants to go to Columbia. Hey. Uh, hey. 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 <laughs> That's uh, so. What's her interest? Like video, movie making, what uh, television production? Well, photography, but it might lead to that as well. She's nice. not sure what type of photography she wants <laughs> nice. to get into. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, man? <laughs> it's this maple, whatever <laughs> smoked maple, man. It's messing with me. <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? Why wouldn't I? <clears throat> What are you saying, Mr. Yeah. Judge Miller? You're just like Sarah Palin. You know, like the Boy, way I laugh. Get really surly on <laughs> this maple syrup whiskey. All right, John, moving on. So anyway, uh, Emma uh, purchased a bunch of Hoodie Allen on iTunes, you know, and we all share the same account. And admittedly, I downloaded some oh, from the cloud no. for my own enjoyment. <laughs> And here I've been listening to Frank Sinatra all week. <laughs> I dig Frank. I That's got what Frank's whole uh, catalog. Yeah, I got to get it too. Yeah, I got uh, Frank's greatest hits, and it's like a four CD thing. <laughs> well, I listened to this whole like live Rat Pack thing. Um, driving, uh, what was I doing? I was driving around or something. Couple, I was off all week. So this week, yeah. What'd you tell me, man? Because you're, I was, I like, was. So you're off tomorrow? Really, really? You're no, talking no, about no. last week? No, last week. Ah. And the, and the one day I could have gone to Fat Mustard's. Uh, you went out my with wife your wife. Wanted yeah. to go to lunch. I tell you what, you missed there, buddy. Yeah, I tell you, TP was in town. <laughs> oh no, Steve or TP? What time did you get there? Because I drove past your house. Did you have the Tahoe? Uh, no, I had the oh, Civic. Okay. I yeah. drove past your house, and the Tahoe was in the driveway. Uh, but uh, TP, the Stever, and Nick came out, and we talked about YouTube, John, because we were talking about Steve's zombie movie, which he hasn't worked on at all. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. But Nick was saying, hey, YouTube, you can make money from YouTube. I didn't know that. And I'm like, yeah, Nick. And I gave him the rundown of how you make money on YouTube. So Nick and uh, Steve are trying to come up with a YouTube concept. 
Oh, yeah. That they can do like a shoot once a week and then make billions of dollars on YouTube advertising. <laughs> I, I got this great idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you missed on Friday. Oh, oh, that and Tony telling me why Obamacare was a bad idea. Yeah. Which is great because I use the Socratic method on him. So I just ask questions and then he gets really well, pissed off. It's, you know, the way it's being executed is horrible. But Execution is horrible. Yeah. But the uh, conceptually, the idea, I was talking to my doctor about this. Um, he said, yeah, this Obamacare is going to be brutal. I said, really? He goes, yeah, pretty soon everybody's going to be going to Canada for their health care. And, uh, they already have Obamacare, and, and it's running well. Well, it's well. What he means is because it's like a single payer, so your the uh, value added tax pays for um, pays for the health care. This is kind of a debacle because it's an open enrollment, and you go on and you choose your program, and then you pay for it that way, which is is kind of stupid. It should be like an extension of Medicare. Right. So single payer. The whole reason why Romney and everybody went stood behind him and said, hey, Romney cares a great idea, is because they were tired of paying taxes to have people go to, like, Cook County Hospital and get treatment, for example. And and the reason why health care was so expensive is because hospitals would have to subsidize the free care that they were giving, so they would charge more to the people that had health care. And could pay for it. So they wanted to make the people that were slumming off the system pay, and the only way to do that was to come up with Romney care with the individual mandate. So they were all hooray about it, and then they're boo, boo, boo when Obama wants to do it. And then it's failing um, because... The website's not working, and now they're yelling at Obama because it's failing. That's what they wanted to happen, and now they're upset that it's not working right. I, I just don't understand these fucking people. It, but anyway. well, it's all about the, uh, criticism, and that's why that's you know we've talked because he's black for whatever reason. But we've talked about it on the show before, and and we uh, for eight years we attacked the W on this show. Yeah. And I think we had some valid criticisms. I mean, I don't think the guy did anything right. But when he did do something right, we would say, hey, we not support bad. the W on this, and that's not bad. You'll never hear that. Never. Never hear that from any of these no, talking heads. Not one. Not one. It's like everything he does, they they try to find the negative in it and uh, spin it in, in a negative light. Um, and it's just not honest. It's not genuine, and that's it's it's um, it makes it dumb. It dumbs it down uh, for me anyway. Yeah. But, but people eat it up, and they and and when, like when I talk to Tony, and we talk about healthcare, he just spouts off Fox News socialism. Yeah. This is socialism. He doesn't know what socialism means. He has no fucking idea what socialism means. And it, but it's it's just uh, like these talking points. They boil it down, and it's, it's just criticism. Uh, but they, do they offer any ideas or any any different ways to do it? Like, hey, this is a bad idea. Here's what I would do uh, with the W. I think we did that, didn't we? I'd have to go back and listen to the shows. Yeah. But we say, hey, here's a fucking bad idea. That's not the way I would handle it. Here's how I would fucking handle it. 
So we gave alternatives. You don't hear that. It's all criticism. Right. Um, but my doctor did say, he goes, he goes, yeah, I send a lot of my patients to actually buy their drugs in Canada. I said, what? He says, yeah, because it's ridiculous how, how high the prices are on drugs. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. And then most of the insurance companies don't cover them. So I just send them to Canada with their pers- prescriptions. Really? You know, I mean, there's some doctors out there that are really pissed off about the way healthcare is run. They don't like how how much people have to pay for it as it is, and then they don't get really good coverage. They don't get they can't pay half their bills. Most people go bankrupt because they can't pay all these bills. Well, and it's about the privatization of health care. So yeah. if you look at nonprofit health care organizations, the people that run these organizations make six figures. They maybe make uh, 200 grand a year. If you look at the private, whatever I was going to say, of health care, these guys make $50 million a yeah. year. And. Plus bonuses. Plus bonuses. I mean, so where do you want your money to go? Do you want it to go back to the people that that are pr- actually providing the health care? Or do you want it to go to some CEO who, I don't know, you know, what he does, you know, as far as work and ideas, and he comes up with ideas. But the ideas are, from a capitalist perspective, how do we uh, make the most money we can? Yeah. And... I'm going to be rewarded with a $50 million salary plus bonuses. Right. So it's it's if that's what you want, then a lot of your money, what percentage is going to go towards paying those types of fees for the privatization of healthcare? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly. It. That's, that's, the, that's that's it basically. Right? That's it. Cuz everybody's going to need healthcare at some point. And you know these people that are so like, oh, Obama said we can keep our health care plans. Well, uh, and I don't really know. I don't follow this. But, yeah, you can keep them if they meet our requirements. And a lot of these younger people, they, they go and get health care and they buy these, uh, like going to get car insurance. Yeah, just give me, um, I don't care about collision. I don't care about that. Just give me, uh, if I hit somebody, uh, cover me for that. Liability. Right? Liability. Just give me liability. But you can, in healthcare right now, you can, you or you could, you can pick and choose. So they'd say, oh, give me this, but don't give me that, and give me this. And that doesn't even meet the criteria of uh, a basic uh, guideline of healthcare. Yeah, I'm not going to get cancer, so don't give me fucking cancer insurance. And then they end up getting cancer, and then they're yeah. fucked because they, they don't have the insurance right. that they need. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I see kind of where, oh, Obama, he's such a fucking liar. He told us we can keep our plans. And I have no idea if he put the asterisks in there. Yeah, you can keep your plan if they meet the guideline. So these plans aren't meeting their basic guidelines for health insurance. Right. And so that's why they can't keep them. And everybody's uh, got their panties in a bunch. But he did come back and say, well, we're going to fix that because that's not right. Right. But let's see the bigger picture here, people. The bigger picture. It's a step. In, in the, the right, right direction. direction. Right on, John. Yeah. All right, enough about healthcare. <laughs> All right, moving on, John. Halloween. How was your Halloween? Um, it, it was terrible. There was It was f- pouring rain. We had about 50 bags of candy, like we do every year. Um, and no kids. 
You're kidding I me. I think we had like one. Well, we're kind of in a, you know, that was why we we got the whole, you know, uh, really. Spit it out, man. Good fucking candy is because we'd hardly get any kids down at our end of the block. It's the middle block between, we're, we're, we're three blocks in from a main street and one block in from another, like half a block in from another main street. But the middle block is where the kids and where I used to zigzag through back and forth. Um, we never really went this far down. And um, so over the years when kids would come, that's why we totally deck out our house kind of attract the kids to come to our house and then i would give them big handfuls of candy you know just i said to my wife this is the one time of year we get to see the little kids come and they're all dressed up with their parents and they're they're loving it um so let's just not chintz out and give them like one little package of starburst or something or pennies remember when you used to get those you get pennies <laughs> fucking hated that uh so let's get the get get good shit snickers and and almond joy and baby ruth and and mike and ikes and bring it nerds bring it man so big handfuls i would just dig in and just dump it in their their little uh pumpkins and uh, kids would love it. You know, we'd, we'd have a skeleton sitting in a chair with a, a webbing around it and a strobe light. And we'd have Michael Myers on the door. Uh, and the eyes would light up and play music and had the whole front of the house decked out. So kids started, like, coming like, oh, we got to go to that house, Mom. You know, our name got all around the neighborhood that they had to come to our house. The parents would say, oh, yeah, our kids, we'd drive past your house, and they'd say, we got to hit that house for Halloween. They give great candy. So, you know. Uh, so what happened? Uh, nothing. You got we this reputation? Like, we had this great rep, but nobody wanted to make the trek all the way down in the rain. Well, I had a completely different experience. Yeah. So Emma went out with her friends. Emma was a giraffe. <laughs> um, I have pictures. Maybe I'll talk her into letting me post one on TTN. Uh, but they spent most of the night at Chipotle because <clears throat> if you were in costume, you could get a burrito for $3. Nice. So then my son, he doesn't really get into the dressing up thing, but he, he likes to hang out on the porch and give out the candy. Yeah. That's what he likes to do. So I'm out there with my bottle of wine. I think my wife was out of town. Or maybe she had to work. Oh, no. She had a meeting downtown. <clears throat> so my son and I are out on the front porch. And we got uh, we got the big, huge Costco bags of candy. Like the big, massive bags. Like yeah, five right, bags right, of candy. Right. I don't know how many pounds. Like two, three pounds a bag. 15 pounds of fucking candy, John. And uh, the kids start showing up at 4 o'clock, and they don't stop until 8 o'clock. Nice. There was a, uh, like a typhoon that came through. I should, that's, that's not uh, sensitive, is it? <laughs> there, was like a, there was like a hurricane that came through, John. And I saw the kids in the neighborhood, like, scatter. And I thought, okay, it's over. And then it, it lasted five minutes, and the kids came yeah. back. Like zombies, they came yeah. back. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like they were bussing kids into my neighborhood. I have never seen so many goddamn kids. 
Um, so Brody and I are handing out candy, and then we figured out, hey, you know, we can just sit in our chairs, right, and on the porch, and just put this bowl on this pedestal, and when they come up, we could say, help yourself. Yeah. So that's what we did. So we didn't have to give out candy, you know. Right. We would just say, help yourself. And the, the boys, you say, help yourself, they're like, oh. And they go to grab the whole goddamn bowl and put and it in their dumping. bag. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, man. I said, help your... No. I meant like one or two. What are you doing? <laughs> like they would... These kids would just take their handfuls. Two hands. It's as the much upbringing. As they could. Yeah. Upbringing, Scott. But the girls. Oh, thank you. And they would take one. Yeah. Just one. There was this one girl More that mature. tried to put the whole bowl in her bag. You smacked her down. But I was right. like, really? You, really? You sent your son Wait, out. What about help yourself means take the whole goddamn bowl? <laughs> It was unbelievable. It was a social experiment, John. But the the boys, there was definitely a gender difference. The boys were like, yeah, help myself. Right on. Atheism's track record makes the Spanish Inquisition seem like Disneyland by comparison. Right on, Sarah. <laughs> That's what she was talking about. But then every, not every, but uh, the majority of kids that would come to the house. I hey, bet this- you they're Christians, too, those boys. Oh, I got a story about that later. Oh, these, these, this is Brody's house. Hey, Brody, yo, yeah, Brody, yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, Yeah, man. help yourself, man. I'm just chilling out here playing uh, Mario Kart on my uh, Nintendo whatever. Nintendo whatever? What does he got? <laughs> I don't know. He's got a little pocket Nintendo thing. <clears throat> I don't know what the kids call it these days. What do they call that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> DS? <laughs> DS, there you go. DS3D, John. Nice. Right on. Yeah, so that's what we did. And it rained the whole time, and the kids never went away. They just kept coming. That's great. Kept coming. And, oh, so we ran out of candy. Oh, So we no. ran out of candy. I had to run into the house, shut the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of, uh, at one point, I was sitting on the front porch with the lights off to make sure there was no shenanigans yeah, going on. Yeah, right. Shenanigans going on. Shenanigans. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, but um, I got really, I was a, a moment of anxiety when we ran out of candy. Yeah. It's 7.30. It's like, holy shit. And I couldn't go, my <laughs> wife was out, so I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be the guy that scrounged pennies, right? And put, <laughs> and put pennies in a ball and said, here, kids, we ran out Help of candy. Yourself. Help yourself to pennies. Pennies. <laughs> Remember getting pennies, though? And they'd be taped together, sometimes five pennies. You're like, what the fuck is this? The thought that counts. John. Wh- you'd whip the pennies at the house. <laughs> Remember that? I didn't do I that. I did it. I whipped pennies I right back at their that. window. <laughs> Egg their house, TP it. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what we're going to do next Halloween. We're going to have to buy like 30 pounds of candy. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, another news, John. I cut my finger oh, last time. Oh, I saw you got a yeah. little like camo band-aid. I was making breakfast burritos and I was cutting the sausage. <laughs> and my, I guess my wife never taught me how to cut things. So <laughs> I got one of those <laughs> like big machete things, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm chopping, like chop, 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 chop. You're supposed to curl your nails in. Well, I'm, I'm using my hand. other hand to push the sausage under my chopping hand. <laughs> And I, <laughs> I slammed down on my my middle finger, and I cut to the bone. Oh, stitches? No, no, I don't. I, this happened last night, and I'm like, do I want to go to the ER? No. 
So I, I taped it up. I kept it above my head. <laughs> it seems to be like sealed. Is there a little heartbeat in it? Yeah, there is. Throbbing. Yeah. But <laughs> here's, um, do you have super glue? No. Because I need to I super glue it together. And uh, I was hoping you could help me with that. <laughs> well, don't you have a butterfly band-aid? No, do you have one of those? We might, yeah. All right, so I'll do that. But the, my, what it is, I want to get back in the pool, right? Oh, yeah. So I need to super glue it so I can you get back in the pool. No, man, I don't need stitches. You're scared, aren't you? Caveman didn't get stitches, man. <laughs> I don't need stitches. I had stitches The before. caveman lived till he was 30, so if he was lucky. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, the one time I did get stitches, the stitches didn't hurt at all. It was the fucking Novocaine. Yeah. They shot me twice, like... Um, uh, between my well, fingers. Well, of course the stitches didn't hurt after the Novocaine. Of course, but the but the Novocaine was one of the worst, other than the vasectomy, was one of the worst <laughs> pains I've ever felt. They gave me two shots and they took the needle and um, so where my fingers are, like if you imagine my fingers spread apart like two legs, right? The needle went in like, um, like in between my fingers into my hand in two different spots. Yeah. And it was the worst pain, one of, as, other than the vasectomy. And, uh, and some other things that I've experienced. But one of the worst. <laughs> and it was only for three stitches. I only needed like three or four stitches. But that Novocaine shots were uh, just fucking awful. Ugh. I was like, just stitch me up. That would be less painful if you just stitch me up. Give me some of this maple smoked uh, whiskey <laughs> and stitch me maple up. Maple me- <laughs> syrup whiskey. Let me bite mm. on a towel. I'll yeah. be fine. Bite on right. a pair of nuts. You'll so, be fine. I need. I've heard that they have super glue now that comes with a little brush. Yeah. So I can super glue and, and I can just brush. Well, they have. Uh, it's a liquid bandage. It's called. Ah, that's what I need. Can I get that at Walgreens? Yeah. And that is like waterproof, right? So yes. I can go swimming and shit. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for. Right on, John. Yes. Oh, also in other news, I ran ten miles with my cousin Greta on Saturday morning. The Chicago Perfect Ten. We uh, started and finished at uh, Navy Pier. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was cool. That was very cool. The weather was great. Uh, what's with my sinuses down here, man? Uh, we also, my cousin and I signed up for the turkey trot in Chicago. That's on Thanksgiving Day. Whoa. Thanksgiving morning, we're going to be out turkey trotting, and I'm trying to talk her into the... Where at? In Chicago. Oh, man, you got to deal with all that traffic with the fucking On uh, Thanksgiving parade. Day? Yeah, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, what time is the parade? Because the race is like at 7 in the morning. Uh, I'm sure there's some parade prep, right? Yeah, I think it's like 10 o'clock, though. Uh, and then I'm trying to talk her into a oh, half marathon on the 25th of January in Chicago. Hello? Hello. Hello. You're in the air. This is John. Scott. Hey, John. Scott, how's it going, man? This is Aaron. Aaron, what's up, Aaron? what's up, man? Are you, I've never heard the name Aaron before. Is it your first time caller? Yes, sir. Long time listener. Actually, yeah, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, years actually. Um, but I, I just wanted to call because a lot of people give you guys shit um, on Facebook. <laughs> no, they don't. You know, Come on. Yeah, I, I know. But nobody ever calls just to say thank you for the years and years of shows and oh. all of like John's like. Uh, I mean, dude. I'm sorry that you have to go through kidney stones like once a week, man, but <laughs> it's it gives us a lot of laughs. So, um, anyway, so I just keep it up. And, yeah, man, keep getting sick and keep almost dying. It's awesome. You're going to love this show. <laughs> 
What are you guys talking about tonight? Well, the first 20 minutes, John talked about his latest health yeah. uh, uh, news. Debacles. Which was a stress test. Adventures. So you'll be excited about that. Other than that, we were talking about, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Halloween. Yeah. We were talking about Sarah Palin. We were talking about Obamacare. What do you What do you want to talk about? Man, well, um, well, we can talk about Obamacare. Um, I mean, it's going to be a huge bonanza, I think, for the health, in- health insurance companies. What do you guys... I mean, have you have you guys signed up for that? Have you looked at the website? What's I mean? I have. I haven't. My wife has. She's been trying to, to sign up for um, for for weeks. So uh, to no avail so far. It's still not working. No. Uh, no. Well, you know, here's why. Because uh, have you guys heard of the Khan Academy? Khan, the guy who makes the math videos. He started uh, out with Khan. math videos. Khan, like the the film. Yeah, Khan, K H A N. Oh was, no, no. Uh, I thought I thought you're like the Khan Film Fest. I thought you're talking. Oh no, about like that. the Wrath of the Khan. Wrath. No. So this guy, no, um, he uh, his cousins needed help with math, and he, when he, when he would teach him in person, he would say, "Okay, you get that concept," and they didn't get it, but they told him, "Yeah, I got it," because they didn't want to feel like assholes. So he started putting <laughs> videos together. And they love the videos because they can rewind and go forward, and, and if they miss something, they could watch it again, and they can what understand is, the concept. What does this have to do with Obamacare? I'm going to tell you. Let me get to my point, <laughs> goddammit. So, so this guy started out putting these YouTube videos together and his, for his cousins, but it caught on. There's something about the guy's voice and the, guy, the way the guy teaches. His name is Khan, right? Salman. Salman, Salman Khan. Khan. And he's just very engaging. So this thing became like this viral worldwide phenomenon. And Bill Gates got involved. And that's when this fucking thing took off. And if you have five minutes, check out the Khan Academy. Just go in. The first thing they do. TED.com, right? It's a TED TED Talk. There's a TED Talk about it. Yeah, I I knew about Khan about two years ago. And then somebody on our Facebook page posted this Khan TED Talk. And he comes out and he talks about this. He talks about how this... The way he teaches math and the way that YouTube presents this, and they're, they're putting it in curriculas in school now, is freeing up the teachers, and it's, it's really introducing a new way to learn, and it's so beneficial. So, Well, it, it sounds good to me. I mean, if people are learning math, that's right. good, right? So if you have five minutes, just check it out. The first thing you do is they give you ten questions, math questions. They find out where you are mathematically. And then they give you, they present the content that you need help on. I mean, it's so fucking cool. And it got really, really cool when Bill Gates got involved. Now, I've heard with Obamacare, they got Google involved and they got some other companies. Get fucking Bill Gates involved because the guy knows the Khan Academy shit together and he knows the people to get this shit together. Well, you know what was interesting? Um, I don't know. Did you guys... um see the hearing when uh, everyone was kind of ganging up on uh, on what's her name uh, the person that was in charge of this whole project I think she's uh, health and human service secretary um, but you know one of the things that she was saying was that you know now we're gonna get our best and brightest on it we're gonna have a, a tech surge and I, I just I don't know I, I think it was a pretty funny phrase because I mean you don't want to say anything that was associated with the Iraq war so I don't know why they're calling it a surge but I just yeah. wonder why they didn't have their best and brightest. To um, begin with. You, right. Right. What was the cost of the website? It's something like more than $100 million. Um, if that doesn't buy the best and brightest, I don't, you know. Well, know my, my, wife, my wife's theory was that they uh, dragged they drag their feet on this whole th- process 
um, because they didn't think it was going to fly through uh, the Supreme Court and everything like they did. So they thought it was going to get knocked down, so they didn't even start on it. They they got some of the things going in the planning, but they really didn't vet anything. They didn't vet any of the... They didn't do any real legwork to, to get the pro- project rolling. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, the Supreme Court said, hey, this is, it's just a tax, move forward. Right, you don't right. like it, you know, vote it out or something. Uh, it's your problem. Deal with it in the Congress. And, and then they went, oh, shit, now we got to actually now we have this. to execute. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the well, other thing is requirements, John. You know how important requirements yeah, are. Yeah. And that probably wasn't well defined. Now, the $100 million price tag, it's fucking government. So it doesn't go to the best and brightest. It goes to my fucking uncle who doesn't know a goddamn thing about software, <laughs> but he just started a company and I can give the contract to him because well, he had his I mean, wife uh, as the president who's a minority. So as a government contract, we can give it to them, yeah. although they have no fucking clue what they're doing. That's there, how government works. That, you know, and interesting you bring it up, Scott. I mean, the whole um, way that the procurements work is, is a huge... Um, you know, it's it's a big scam, actually. If you if you look into it as well, right on. Um, so yeah, I can. Anyway, it's it's just it's it's frustrating to to you know be a, a regular like working class guy and like look at the government taking thirty percent of my income and then to see this kind of I don't know this thing playing out um, and you're you're, you're realizing you oh this is where my money is going and wait you're, you're taking my money and I'm still getting total shit for it. That really pisses us off, man. Right on. It's not right. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. Thanks for your uh, thanks for everything you guys. Well, hold on, you guys we're awesome. not done with you. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Fine, go ahead. <laughs> so, how did you hear about us? When did you start listening? You said you've been a long time listener. How did oh, you hear about? Um, I think I heard. Okay, uh, she. I don't think they they don't podcast anymore. But do you guys remember? Um, Oh, these guys are hippies, and one of them does like um, phone sex work, and the other one, and she knits and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Who are they, John? What? Come on, they were off the grid. They're off the grid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's midnight and something or something yeah. like that. Twilight, Twilight Thieves. Twilight yeah. Thieves. Yep. So I forget how I heard about their show, but um, she mentioned you guys a couple of times, and so I I started listening to. Um, have you guys talked to Twilight and Thieves lately? Whatever happened to them? No, I you know until you mentioned it, I can't even remember the last time we talked to them. We did yeah, talk it's been to them. Wow, they're off the yeah, grid. That was their goal. Yeah, well, maybe that's why they haven't called in. They don't. They're off the grid. Yeah, they're hiding um, from the government. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's that's where I heard about you guys like right. way back in the day. So, you would, how would you describe yourself? Are you an independent? Are you a Democrat? A liberal? What? what how would you define your political ideology? I don't know. I, I, I'm not smart enough to really like give you a, a, a textbook definition, but I, I would say I would call myself a libertarian. I, you know, I don't want the government messing in my life, and I just kind of want to be free to make my own decisions about things. Like, if you want to um, smoke a joint, you want to smoke a joint. Stay sure, out of my business, I, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to smoke a joint, but hey, if you want to, then <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Right on. All right. So, last question. No, I got two more questions. Yeah. One more question. So, religiously, where are you? Are you Jewish? Are you Christian? Are you atheist? Secular? How would you Uh, define yourself? Well, I was. I mean, I was. uh, I was raised in a fundamentalist Christian household, and 
went to church a lot, but I left that behind a long time ago. And, and at this point, I'm kind of atheist, and I mean, there could be a God, and I'm open to um, evidence if I ever see evidence that there's a God. Then you know, I'll be a believer. But it's kind of like it's kind of like Bigfoot. If I see evidence, like really good evidence of Bigfoot, then I'll believe it. You know, but you know, if all you have is like this grainy shitty video that somebody took back in the 70s that's not good enough for me you know right um, on so that's kind of how i feel well did you listen to our last show um we had pat robertson pat robertson uh, grew a guy's oh, eye back on, and a goddamn limb on, like every show yeah <laughs> so i mean if that's not good enough evidence i don't know what is about this time i don't recall what he said <laughs> he, he grew an eye somebody grew oh an eyeball God. he knew a guy oh that- yeah 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 <laughs> i you, you guys I mean, you you don't take him seriously, do you? I mean, nobody really takes him seriously. He's the My real deal. My mother does. Yeah, yeah. She sends money to the guy. My mother sends money to Pat Robertson. And before that, it was Bill and Tammy Faye Baker. Hey, my yeah. mom would too, man. She she still to this day puts the nativity together and then kisses the plastic baby Jesus before she puts him in his manger on uh, at midnight on Christmas morning. How about that? She had, my, she had my kids kissing the thing, and my daughter yeah, was but you like... Know what? Here, here's the thing, you guys. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys call yourselves libertarians or Democrats or whatever, but, you know, I feel like your mother should feel free to kiss the baby Jesus and put him in a manger at midnight if that's what makes her happy. Um, that's great, but I don't, you know don't expect yeah but she she was having my kids kiss it too and that's where i got upset (laughs) right on (laughs) don't be kissing that baby jesus made in china you don't know where it's been yeah you don't know where that's been um yeah my daughter said once yeah I, i was setting up the thing you know the building with the animals and the and the and the the guy, you know, the baby that goes in the... I go, you mean Jesus? I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's my daughter. All right, so I had two more questions. I asked one. I asked one. You asked I, you asked, <laughs> I asked one. But then I thought of another one, so I have two more questions. Okay, spin it Where out. are you calling from? <laughs> uh, I'm calling from Washington. The spin state or the uh, capital? State. Wow, way over there, man. Second question. Way over uh, there. What is the last good movie that you've seen? Um, Actually, I saw a flight a couple nights ago. It was uh, was on Netflix. I I enjoyed it. That's with uh, Denzel. I haven't seen that yet. I see that. So you recommend that? uh, I I do recommend it. Uh, You know, it's not really John's movie. It's probably more up Scott's alley. Um, because oh, it's like uh, it's uh, lame <laughs> fishing with the Yemen. <laughs> no, it's it's. I, I knew you were going to say that. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a quieter movie. There there are no explosions or ah, like that. It's philosophical. So, it's about morals, uh, ethics. That read kind of it thing. in a book. No. Then you got to see some <laughs> actors go. <laughs> How many Spidey Normans would you give it? I'd give it. I give it three. Three. I'm going to yeah. check that out. It's on Netflix, John. Yeah, you should. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, call in again whenever you want. Yeah, Aaron. Actually, yeah. you were very thanks fortunate for- to get us because we only do this once a month now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if we're not here, leave a message. Hey, you guys really should have um, uh, 
I was born in America. What's his name again? Marty. Marty. We just talked about that. Marty, you guys should have him on again. How come you haven't? Uh, it's been like, you know, six years since you, you know, got those clips. So we need more clips, I was guys. Born in America. <laughs> I was exactly. born in America. Phil, the bass player, just left a, a voicemail and said America. he wants to get Gene Yas back in yeah. here, which means Marty coming back in. I don't need anything. That would be great, guys. But it's if not just Marty smart. coming back in. It's Marty coming back in and drinking Jameson. That's what right, gives yeah. us That's the sound clips. That's what gives us the, yeah. The, yeah, the audio gold. If you were smart. <laughs> if you were smart. All right. I got to go. I don't need All right, man. Have All a right. great night. All, All right. right. You too. Bye. Thanks for calling, Aaron. Bye. All right, that was Aaron, ladies and gentlemen, from Washington, Washington. from Washington. Long time listener, first time caller. Long time listener, right? Washington, that's way over by there. It is way over by there. It's up there by Vancouver. All right, John. maybe it was in Vancouver, Washington. We don't know. Oh, uh, I have one more uh, ten mile story, right? So I ran this ten mile race, but before you run the race, you have to go pick up your packet. You know what's in your packet, John? Your nuts. <laughs> your number, right? So you get your number, and you get uh, some other like goodies, like they give you some yeah. gels you can eat and shit like gels. that. Gels you can rub on your nuts. So I go pick up my packet, and I pick up my cousin's packet and my cousin's friend's yeah. uh, packet. The pack. So I get three packets. So I'm walking into this place to get my biathlete. <laughs> And there's two doors, right? Yeah. So this, I, there's this woman kind of walking in with me. She's a little bit behind me. So I go to the right, and I open the door for her. And she looks at me, and she goes in the left door. Wow. <laughs> so I'm behind her in line to get she the goes, packets. Hey! No, I didn't. So I'm behind her in line. So she's in front of me. She gets her packet. Guess what her number is, John? No, I don't want six. Six six. Oh, but what does she do? She's like, "Hey, that's my number. That's cool." The the woman giving her her number. Oh, are you sure you're okay with this number? She's oh. like, "Yes." <laughs> Give me the goddamn number. I want to get out of here. This guy behind me is creeping me out. Yeah. He so she the leaves. Door open for me. Now, when we when we're at the race at the starting line. Uh, uh, they let there's a 10k race and they let those people go first and then they say oh they call all the 10 milers over and there's like 1600 of us so we all go to line up guess who's right in front of me <laughs> 666 <laughs> so did you say hi I didn't say hi but I told uh, my cousin and her friend hey that's the woman I opened the door for and she gave me a dirty look and went in the other door so <laughs> Just coincidentally. Maybe if your cousin opened the door for her. Well, my cousin, huh? they weren't there. It was just me. I oh. went to pick up their packets and my oh, packets right, to see right. how that works, John. All right, I'm going to ask you to turn that down because I have a news story now. All right. Uh, because We're running this, low on time. This came out uh, this week uh, as well. This is about a high schooler um, who was also assigned the same number. Oh. But she had a much different reaction wow are you ready for that yeah. eventuality john are you ready for that i'm ready man are you, ready? Let me, are you let me see if i can find the link yes here it is are you ready <clears throat> here we go <clears throat> it would have been her third time running this race i've trained since june for this race 
And if she won the regional, it would have been her first time competing for the state championship. Oh, I was so nervous. I thought about it all week. But on the seventh day of last week, nerves turned to frustration because of a different number. And the numbers and the course map and such that, you know, we get. And yeah, so she in, in the video, she pulls out the, the, um, the number, and it's 666, John. So she got 666. The number of the beast. So unlike the woman in front of me who said, just give me the goddamn number and left and raced with number 666. uh, (laughs) What? For the devil sends the beast with wrath. Here's what this girl did. Let him who hath understanding reckon. All right, I'd like to get back to the clip. Yes. (laughs) It is a human number. Its number is 666. Thank you okay. for the, yes. the context, John. Because the 666 is, you know, I was thinking maybe some of our listeners don't know what the hell I'm talking yeah. about. They're like, what's wrong with 666? Thank you for p- p- yes. p- 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 providing the context. <laughs> Let me get back to the clip now. Willie County High School cross-country coach Gina Crowley knows her students. So when she pulled a number assigned to junior Cody Thacker... I saw it and I was like, whoa. And I said, I, I don't think she will wear that number. It's the mark of the beast. That's what the Bible says. Thacker couldn't bring herself to run while wearing 666 because of her faith. So she and her coach tried to get a different number. They asked three different officials. They were told no three different times. I didn't want to risk my relationship with God to try to take that number. A spokesperson with Kentucky High School Athletic Association told us it wasn't brought to their attention that the request was because of religious beliefs, adding that if they knew, they would have changed the number. I told them that it had to do with my religion and the way I believed. For those who know Thacker, it's easy to believe what happened next. I told them to mark out my name because it makes me sick just thinking that my name was associated with that number. I couldn't have been prouder if she had have won the entire regional race. There won't be... How about that, Wow. Her coach couldn't have been prouder for her not racing because of a number... A number. ...than if she won the whole goddamn thing. That's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Uh, so, because you know uh, that number, Scott is. <laughs> it's the number of the beast. All right, John. You mentioned we're running out of time. Yeah. We wanted to keep it short. Uh, Phil was scheduled to come over, but I said, "Look, man, John wants to keep it short, so I don't know if we're going to get to you. So just stay home." So he's. When he does come, we don't do the show, and then when we do the show, we tell him not to come. So he's he's very upset right now. Um, well, he could come. Is he outside waiting? No, he's not. Text him. Um, I saw a movie on Netflix, yeah. uh, Mystic River with Sean Penn. Have you ever seen this, John? Mystic River? Yes. Yes. Uh, very good. Directed by Clint Eastwood. I was told that this was Sean Penn's greatest performance. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Check it out. It's the on River, Netflix. It's also on Amazon Prime. Mystic River. Mystic River. What's it about? It is about three boys. Something happens to them when they're young lads, and then it fast-forwards 25 years, and how this this one event, when they were young, kind of uh, affects their lives 25 years later. And there's a, a murder involved, and uh, an investigation, and it's good. Uh, but somebody... Uh, that claim that this was Sean Penn's greatest performance, I'd have to disagree. First of all, Sean Penn's greatest performance is in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. 
Spicoli. His second one is in Milk. All right. Oh, I haven't seen Harvey that. Milk is his second greatest performance. And this one, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that's Sean Penn. You know, he didn't, I didn't see him as Jimmy, the character he was supposed to be. He was Sean Penn. Where in Milk, you see him as Harvey Milk. In Fast Times, you see him as Spicoli. Yeah. See what I'm right, saying? There, right. I saw a movie. Yes. That would probably be something you would watch. <laughs> yeah. Like Flight? Yeah. Yeah. Extremely yeah. loud and incredibly close. I've never heard of it. Who's in it? Um, Tom Hanks, Sandra Bullock. It's the movie's about um Tom Hanks uh he he dies in the World Trade Center um uh disaster. And his son I don't know if he he suffers from Asperger's or what, but he uh, he's trying to deal with his dad's his dad's death, and he he's having a hard time with it. And he finds this key um, in a vase up in the closet somewhere, and there's a name on the on the uh, envelope that, that 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 the key was in, and he tries to find the lock that that this key opens and he uh looks up every name in the phone book and he just does he just goes crazy looking for this stuff making up stories lying to his mom um just going all out on, on his own and he's claustrophobic and he's afraid of bridges and he's got all these fears that he has to overcome it's a really fucking depressing movie i mean it depressed the shit out of me i was sobbing openly while I watch this film, because Tom Hanks plays such a great role as uh, uh, as his dad, and and it's all in flashbacks, and um, it's just really heart wrenching. And uh, Max von Sydow is that how you say Sydow? Yeah, yeah, sure, Sydow. I know who you're talking about. He's in it, but he's in towards the end, and um, Thomas Horn. He he's the kid who plays the the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the critics did not like it. They were very divided. Rotten Tomatoes gave it forty seven percent, an average of five point five out of ten. I don't know why. I thought it was it was pretty cool. Um, it's 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 really heart wrenching though. I mean, trying to put yourself in this kid's shoes. And then, in each person that he visits to see, you know, who has the lock that this key fits, um, they're really either really really nice to him or they don't want to talk to him or whatever. And he kind of like learns a little bit about himself and what his weaknesses are and how to overcome some of these things and grow. And as he's throughout the whole movie, he's growing farther and farther away from his mother. Um, and then it, at the very end, uh, it, it, it's kind of bittersweet. Um, but, um, so how many Normans you give it? I'd give it three, three out of four. I would give three and a half out of four for mystic river. Great performances from Sean Penn, although not his best. Also, uh, the guy who's married to Susan Sarandon, what's his name? Tim Robbins. Yeah. He won Academy for best supporting Sean Penn won for, uh, lead. And Kevin Bacon is in it as well. Um, yes, very good. Yeah. Very good movie. 
Uh, all right, John. Hey, something I wanted to mention when we we're talking about healthcare, and I totally forgot about yes. it. Um, it was something that I posted on, uh, I shared on Facebook. Yes. And um, the information came from uh, the Cato Institute. It came from uh, a bunch of different places. It's it's all over the place. Bill Moyers talked about it, um, but. The synopsis was: If you make fifty grand a year, how much of of that in taxes? What what does it go for? Three dollars and ninety eight cents for natural disaster relief. Six dollars and thirty six cents for welfare. Twenty two dollars and eighty eight cents for unemployment insurance. Thirty six dollars and eighty two cents for food stamps, which they just recently cut. Scott. Mm-hmm. $43.78 for retirement and disability to government workers. Uh, $235.81 for your own Medicare, Scott. $246.75 for defense. And you know the most what goes to out of your fifty grand uh of the taxes you pay? I would have thought defense, but then no. you already said that. Four thousand dollars goes for corporate subsidies. Ah, corporate subsidies. Yeah. yeah. So you don't see the they're they all they do all this crying and shit about Obamacare's attacks, about uh the food stamps, we gotta cut that, we gotta cut uh, and I know there's abuses with re- retirement and disability for government workers we've seen that here in our own state there's a lot of corruption we've seen it through the school districts the police and all that stuff but the corporate subsidies they won't fucking touch that and and cutting that and let corporations do what they're supposed to do which is just go out there and be entrepreneurs and make fucking money and i'm not saying tax the shit out of corporations they just pay their fair share you want to cut it from 35 them. yeah they shouldn't be they shouldn't be earning money and that's what the subsidies do they give them Refunds. So if they get a 35% corporate tax, they end up coming back with double the money back into their... That's how they pay their shareholders. There's a whole story, a whole thing uh, Bill Moyers did, and uh, a lot of these subsidies that come back into the corporations as like a refund is what they use to pay their shareholders. These motherfuckers. So this is what really angers me. Not paying some money so that somebody can eat some government cheese and feed their family. Um, or, or you know, tie them over until they get a decent job. I have no problem with that at all. I have a problem with giving money to companies that have so fucking much of it already. Right on, John. That's what I wanted to bring up, but I forgot. All right, so some of the things we didn't have time to get to, I wanted to have a discussion about musicians and genius, John. Genius. So we'll think about that for next week. Genius or genius? I want you to think about who you consider musical geniuses. Oh. And we'll have a discussion about that. Also, something I forgot to mention in the Led Zeppelin book that I read that was kind of disturbing, and it kind of goes in with the musical genius thing about Jimmy Page's uh, we'll talk about that as well. It's kind of disturbing news about Jimmy that I forgot to mention when ah. I I covered the book. Uh, and then, um, 
I was going to cover the, you know, I talked last week about uh, reading Roger Ebert's autobiography and uh, crying at the end of a chapter. I was going to bring that in and try to read that without crying, so I'll do that next time. <laughs> without crying. <laughs> All right. But before we leave tonight, John, before we wrap it up, we're going to hear from Pat Robertson. Yes, because we can't have a show without <laughs> Pat Robertson. Uh, some woman show. writes in, and she's having problems curing her deaf son. So her son is deaf, and she's been praying, but her son is still deaf. So she writes a letter to Pat, and here's what Pat has to say. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Here we go. Debbie writes, my son is hearing impaired and cannot hear at all. I have prayed for his healing. It seems as if God, God is hearing impaired. What am I doing wrong? Uh, it may be a spirit of deafness. I have dealt with people who are deaf, and you rebuke a spirit of deafness, and <laughs> they get healed. So I, I don't know what you're doing wrong. I don't know you. All right. So I think what he's saying is there's a spirit of deafness, right? So... Deafness isn't caused by um, any type of physical thing going on in your ear or, medical, or any medical yeah. issue with your brain or a connection from your ear to your brain. It's caused by a spirit of deafness, John. I, that makes me think, is there a spirit of masturbation? Like if, <laughs> if I'm jerking off too much, is that because there's a spirit of well, masturbation? Uh, Scott, that's the devil. Uh, and I devil just have to rebuke the spirit of you masturbation? the spirit of masturbation and you will stop instantaneously and I can help you grow another eyeball. <laughs> yeah, I heard that last yeah. week. All right, so... I think that's what he's saying. I think that's what he said, isn't it? There's a spirit yeah. of deafness that she's not properly rebuking. All right, so so Pat's going to tell her. Son, I don't know you. I don't know what the situation is, but why don't you try that? And if it doesn't work, try something else. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I want you to rebuke the spirit of deafness. Yeah. I don't know don't you. Work. I don't know the situation. Yeah, but that don't work. That don't work. Shoot Try something else. Because it's funny to me. Because I'm Pat yeah. and you're sending me money. I'm sure if you're writing me an email, yeah. you're sending me money too. So it's all good to me. Yeah. I don't care. What a cocksucker. About that little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes <laughs> who arrived long before hope and change became political manipulations. It is. It is about that little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, swaddling isn't it? Swaddling clothes. Well, it was in the little drummer boy. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have anything and just played his drum for him. Parumpa pum pum. Parumpa pum pum. I hate that song. Parumpa pum. Didn't we do Christmas songs that we hate? We just talked about it very briefly. Yeah. So, John, that's the other thing. Christmas is coming up. But John. I thought we did Christmas songs that we just fucking hate. Didn't we do that years ago? Oh, we probably did. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we're talking about songs that we can't stand at all, yeah. and, and it crosses all genres. <laughs> um, so we got Christmas coming up. That's exciting. So Alfie, he'll he'll yeah. join us. Let's see if we can get God back in here, uh, right. to talk about this whole war on Christianity and Christmas and the whole deal. Yeah, and what he has to say about Sarah Palin and swaddling right. baby Jesus. Right on, and maybe even Beelzebub. I mean, right. It's really their busiest season, both God and uh, yeah. Satan. A lot of temptation uh, with the the Lord and Satan, you know. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't think so. Winner, winner, sheen dinner. <laughs> no doubt, Scott. No doubt, John. That brings 287 yeah. to a close. 
I gotta go to bed and heal my ailments. Ugh. All right, thanks for calling in, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And hopefully, Pat McGroin, we'll, Phil, the bass player. We'll do this again before three or four weeks from now. <laughs> I hope to do it every week. How about that? Yeah. All right, that's it for this week. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.